Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Welcome. Come on inside. You fucking made it to the best place to be in the history of podcasts. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, the one, the only, the amazing creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? I am not doing as well as that intro. Damn. <laughs> that, was, that was nice. Thank yeah, you. you like that? You like that? Yeah. Get me trying, pumped. Trying to kick it up a notch. After yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, right. I feel like I've been <laughs> slacking. I need to... All right. Well, folks, come on into the shop today. Join us. Sit back. Relax. Take a load off and rage against that hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, well, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com or... Give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. But the best place to be, come over, check us out on the Discord server. Kyle and I are on there all the time with a bunch of amazing people, fellow traders like yourself. And we are just talking about all the things, all things trading. Great, wonderful family we got going on in the China shop. And you know what? Even better, we don't charge you money to be there. In fact, we want to give you something for showing up. You want to tell more about that, Kyle? Nope. Okay. Well, you know, just slide into <laughs> Kyle's DMs, send him. It doesn't have to be a picture of your penis. Just send him a penis because it really makes his oh, day worthwhile. See, that's why I let you handle it. You did have something to say. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you send Kyle your mailing address, we will uh, send you some smash it yourself swag. We got uh, stickers. We got shot glasses. Uh, we got beer koozies. Lots of stuff. Uh, amazing stuff. We, we'll actually have a link in the episode description to the shop shop. Yes, where uh, where if you've already gotten your free swag and you want more, you can you can go ahead and order some. Have it shipped straight to your door. We also, I will assure you, do nothing with your at home address other than mail you swag. We, you know, Kyle, I, I, I did a website thing where I took a quiz, mm -hmm. and they were like, "You, we need your email before you get the results." And I, I was like, "Okay, here's my email." I gave him my email, and in the next two hours, I received five spam emails. Yeah. No. Yeah, I hate that shit. Fucking hell. That was, it was ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's like, come on now. It's like, geez. Not... You should, there should be disclosure, right? Like if you sign up for an email and they're like, for our website, there should be a disclosure. Yeah. We sell your email. Uh, I th think there's usually something in the privacy statement that we never read. Oh, yeah, the, the fine print? Yeah, yeah, the, that fine yeah, print. Yeah, that everybody reads, yeah. It's not so fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just glad everybody's here. Oh, it's every, it's being in the shops always better with friends. And, uh, uh -huh. yeah, that's what we are. 
Everybody's friends here. Kyle, we got any show news to report? Yeah, uh, let's see. We just finished recording a great episode with Eric Smolinski, a oh, yeah. retail trader, creator of ES Invests. That should be coming out next week. Loved that guy. Loved that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Hey, he just had a podcast out with Anthony Fatsies that they listened to this weekend. Is that where they decided to start beef with us? I don't know if it was on that podcast or if it was after. I'll have to listen God and see. <laughs> uh, let's oh. see. Our first uh, pilot edition of Roundtable Square Traders will be coming out uh, on yeah. Friday next week. Yes. Uh, in lieu of the normal episode, Dan's going to be out of town. So we decided to share that instead. That was another great one with uh, Joel and Flary from OFL. Yeah, that was a really good one. Um, yeah, got to really dive into some some real world uh, trader issues with between you know uh, let's just say joel had a great list of questions oh yeah larry answered them all and it was just a great time our plan is to do these on at least a monthly basis um if mm-hmm. you want to sign up for the next one just shoot us a message on either the discord or you can uh mail us email us or let me try that again or you can email us at two bulls at financial com, or you could even just uh, dm us on twitter any one of those ways will work it's true um, let's see. Who else do we got? We got, uh, we're going to be talking to Mika Kessel next week, uh, Kevin Rendino. Uh, and then we should be also recording our first episode of Trade Runners, which will be our new psychology based series similar to the OFL mm. with, uh, Richard Friesen. Another, another great guy. A lot of, a lot of really nice, cool things coming up that we've, uh, we've might have bitten off more than we can chew, but we'll try to do our best <laughs> to get them all out. <laughs> Hey, let's do a bunch of whole new styles of things and new news episodes. Let's see which ones we like the best. Yeah. <laughs> let's try and do so much work we burn out. Yeah, right? <laughs> Speaking of which, Dan, why are you going out of town? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, personal reasons. But eventually, um, I'll stop going out of town. That's true. And. I'll be totally settled in and and things will be great. Eventually, I'll stop breathing. Are you saying your life is transitory, Kyle? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yes, I would say so. Depending on your time scale. Yeah, right? Just just zoom out a little bit. Folks, we have a futuristic, fantastic, futile show for you today. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than arguments about a black mermaid. Hmm. That is very topical. <laughs> very topical. Yeah. See, see, and and Kyle, did you notice I didn't take a stance? Uh, no, just, no. Just brought up that it was happening. Yeah, because it's mermaids. I don't need to take a stance. It's stupid. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook on our Discord. We'll have that link in the episode description. Or if you're old school, just send an email to two bulls at financialneptude.com. Probably going to tell me how you love mermaids and I'm stupid for thinking they're stupid. That's okay. You can do that. That's the number two bulls at financialneptude.com. Uh, or you can give us a phone call or text message to 725-22-BULLS. That's 725-222-8557. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you and your friends found a treasure map and a gold doubloon. So to save your family because your dad, you know, it's the 80s and your dad can't uh, earn enough money for you. You might have to move. You and your friends go off on a treasure hunt only to be chased by some really vile villains. You know, it doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Sounds like the Goonies. Is the Goonies. It is the Goonies. I was never into that as a kid. Uh, I, I think I finally watched it as an adult all the way through, and yeah, it's all right. What? 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 You're not into the Goonies? Uh, I mean, it wasn't my childhood thing. Like, I was, uh... You were, what, doing cocaine, watching fucking Gordon Gecko in Wall Street? I mean, maybe. 
damn. <laughs> no, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what my big. I was uh, I was really into Karate Kid as a kid. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why Goonies never really spoke to me. I think it's just because I missed it until like high school when everyone talked about it there, and then it was too late. Oh, okay, and it was too late because you weren't a kid anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't enjoy the adventure. All right, all right, Kyle, Kyle, we got to talk about the bet result. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that yet, did we? No, no. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm too jazzed on Goonies talk. <laughs> well, you uh, picked Rocket Labs, which opened the week at 565 <laughs> and stopped us out at 530 on oh. Thursday. Yeah. That takes our total down from something like 551, I think it was, down to 517.39. It ended Friday at 505, by the way. Yeah, your pick was not that good this week. No, it was good until Thursday. Yeah, it was it was holding up. Uh, NTS, Random's pick, was looking really good on CPI hit, and it was like the one green stock I saw on my ticker list. <laughs> <laughs> but it did not hold up. It opened at 87.51, closed at 82.71. So now Random's sitting at 481.68. Okay, okay, cool. Our lead has oh. shrunk, but we both lost money. Good. If we're going to lose money, at least Random can lose too. No, right. Hey, we're still positive on the week. I feel like maybe we should just sit it out. <laughs> Yeah, let's just no pick. trades. We'll just wait. <laughs> just get bonds, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm not doing. I won't even fake invest in bonds. <laughs> They're so bad, you won't even paper trade them until they give like a real rate. Until <laughs> 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 we get back to like the the eight percent yields. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, everything else from the '80s is coming back. Ah, uh, that's true. I've seen uh, I've seen people with those leg warmers now again, and. Perms seem to be making another comeback. Yep. Next is neon colors and uh, white wrappers. <laughs> Again? Again. Oh, we just got no. past them. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, maybe I'll get a rap career going. You never know. Oh, oh yeah. Should we play your song? Yeah. Hey, it's time for some news. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skip-de-tubles trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Tuples trading information. What? Tuples trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Tuples trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What it's like it? the... The the lo- most low key fucking hype man ever. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> A more accurate statement I have not heard. <laughs> I might have to re-record those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle, Kyle, uh, what do we got today? Got uh, I don't today? even remember. Uh, to go see which stories I want to talk about first. Uh, CPI came out. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. How did we do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends on which article you apparently you read. Didn't you have two headlines that were like, one is said it was cooled to this level and the other said it was a massive. 
Um, yes, yes. I actually found that on Reddit. It was uh, Fox News inflation soars 8.3% in August. Wall Street Journal, U.S. inflation eased to 8.3% in August. So that's kind of, okay. So Fox News is definitely right wing. Is Wall Street no. Journal left? No, Wall Street Journal tends to be right. Really? My yeah. wife was telling me she thought it was left. No, I, well, I mean. Should we pause again real quick and look that up? <laughs> well, Kyle, that's just it. Is is even the question of does the Wall Street Journal have a left or right or center bias has different answers when we search for it on the internet. Oh. All right. Well, the reason why I ask is because buried in this uh, uh, thing about the uh, the CPI data was about the consumers growing more optimistic about future inflation. Yes. So the yeah. consumer sentiment survey was released, but it's, uh, it was kind of interesting at the very end of this article, it talks about a divergence based on political leanings. Mm. So Democrats, urban residents, those with annual incomes above a hundred thousand aged 18 to 34 and college educated respondents continue to show scores significantly higher than the rest of the population. Republicans, the unemployed, those with annual incomes below 50,000, and rural Americans had significantly lower index scores. So Democrats and urban residents and high in net worth people think that inflation is getting better, or the consumer confidence uh, basically is higher among mm. them versus Republicans, unemployed uh, people would le make less than 50,000 in rural Americans. I mean, this isn't what this podcast is about, but it just goes to show how our perceptions of what is happening in the world mm -hmm. is so fueled by our biases, biases. Well, I think it's more to do with how much money you make. I'm looking at this. People who live in cities make more money uh, and uh, even list average income as being it. And college educated people tend to make more money. Uh, inflation probably hurts less if the more money you have, I would assume. Right, right. You know, if you're struggling to make ends meet, if you're unemployed, you know, inflation is going to be a really big deal. It's, I know it's a big deal for me. Um, I've noticed that the average cost of like a fast food meal has gone up. I went, to, I went to the gas station today. I was going to grab a bag of um, jalapeno, uh, jalapeno cheddar Cheetos. Mm -hmm. was, they're so delicious. But it was like five bucks for a bag. I was like, oh, never mind. Don't want them that bad. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> who knows if it's even the same amount inside that bag. I know. Yeah. I saw, I saw one that was, uh, I saw a picture um, of some, some soup company. I, I, it wasn't Campbell's, but they, the, uh, maybe it was, fuck, I don't remember. There's the one I can name, uh, but the can was taller, but thinner. So it was less soup, but it looked bigger. No, <laughs> those tricky bastards. Tricky bastards. It's probably cheaper to use aluminum to fill in the sides of the walls of the can. There's a thicker, <laughs> thicker can. God damn, this can is half an inch thick. <laughs> uh, that actually kind of ties in a little bit now that I mention it with my other story, talking about uh, the things that are going up this year. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Price of eggs up 40% since August. Price Oof. of margarine, 38%. Price of pork chops, though? Uh, a little more than 5% rise. And price of tomatoes even went down. <laughs> Got to make sure people get their pasta sauce, their spaghetti sauce, and their yeah. bacon. Yeah, yeah. Bacon well, bacon went up like before, though. I think it kind of skyrocketed early. Oh, pork and bacon prices aren't the same? Um, I don't know. Huh. No. I don't know the answer to that. 
Uh, let's see what else has also got up. Roast coffee is up 19% over the year. Price of milk is 17%. Price of flour, 23% since August. Oh, what? Yeah. Price wow. of pet food is up 13%. Well, yeah, the Ukrainian grain may have affected flour. Uh, that would also affect pet food too, right? And those usually uh, got a lot of grain mixed in with them. Yeah, I, I know because I used to live with a dog that had a grain made him fart. We <laughs> had to find grain-free dog food. It was fucking hard to find. That blue, blue something, I think, is the one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, inflation is a big deal, and it's affecting a lot of things uh, pretty pretty significantly now. I mean, this is just since August. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's just call it a slow transitory inflation. <laughs> now that we're a, a good solid year in, uh, the longer it goes on, the more it hurts. Yeah, all everybody on the bottom, everybody. And when mm-hmm. I say the bottom, I do I mean that bottom ninety percent. Which, let's face it, if you're listening to this show, you're not in the top ten percent. More than likely, no. <laughs> if you are, let us know if you'd like to sponsor the show. Hey. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, I I admit, like I I eat fast food a couple times a week, right? Just like, oh, I don't feel like making a fucking lunch. Mm-hmm. I'll go grab a, I'll go grab something. And I found myself attracted more to Wendy's because they still do their five dollar biggie bag. And I'm like, I can get a drink and fries and a sandwich for five bucks. Nobody's offering that. And thanks to inflation, it's like a, I'm spending at least ten dollars. Right. I went to Chipotle last weekend for two people, thirty bucks. I bought a bucket of kfc chicken tenders it was like twenty dollars yeah it's 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 insane and i feel yeah. like an old man shaking my fist at the sky because i'm like when did food get so expensive uh, i remember yeah. when you could buy a pack of gum for 25 cents <laughs> are we those people now <laughs> what's a quarter <laughs> what's a quarter <laughs> Oh God, yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah. I feel like that's where we're at. I, in my day, the dollar store was actually a dollar. Uh, oh man, that means we're yeah. getting old. It is. It is. But speaking of the dollar, let's see Ooh. what I did. Let's see what I did. I did. Uh, I did. C- Citibank has come out and said, and inflation, by the way. Citibank has come out and said that the dollar is pretty much the best place you can put your money in right now. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Global equities are down $23 trillion in 2022. How much of that was from CPI? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's, so Citibank is recommending to increase your cash allocation. Hmm. I mean, apparently cash allocations, as measured by Bank of America, excuse me, sh- uh, are at the highest on record. Hmm. You know, um, we've had quicker than expected inflation data come out very recently. And... Uh, we got the Fed going into their blackout period, FOMC next week. Oh, yeah. To 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 actually quote City, uh, in a world where, <laughs> sounds like a movie trailer, in a no. world where central banks are aggressively hiking rates, uh, <laughs> which is bad for fixed income people, right? What can I get for a dollar now? <laughs> in order to tighten financial conditions. The only place to hide is in U.S. dollar cash. <laughs> this winter, <laughs> the Fed is coming for your job. <laughs> they try to induce the recession. <laughs> Raise your rates if you want to live. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so just the dollar, though, right? Not the euro? It didn't say anything about the euro. Um, what's, the, what's the Turkey's currency? Wait, wait. 
lira that yeah the the turkish lira yeah it didn't say anything about going into the liras <laughs> go heavy in the lira <laughs> hey buy low sell high yeah 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 the C- citibank the, these guys uh, i guess strategists jamie fahey and adam pickett wrote this makes the dollar a high carry high quality currency acting as a hedge to risk assets contracting mm-hmm. so city forecast the dollar spot index is going to hit uh, 111.98 within the next three months hmm. and that's going to mark a 20-year high so hey uh, apparently cash is king according to citibank that sounds like something a bank would say <laughs> come on put your money in us we'll watch it for you the, the the final quote was, we've outlined ad nauseum that the end of the U.S. dollar bull run will require either a Fed pivot evidenced via bull steepening in the U.S. rates curve or a bottoming in global growth expectations, which they expect in 2023. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. And, and since you kind of blew your load on two in a row, as it were, now you got to. Well, I figure we're going to spend a lot of time talking about one of these you had. Oh, yeah. So... I was recently contacted by one of the friends of the shop, who I don't want to name drop. Oh, you don't want to say it was Bibbler? No, I don't want to call out Jared Bibbler and let people know that I was talking to him about things. Okay. Yeah, I would never do that. (laughs) 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 No, yeah, yeah. Jared Bibbler brought this story to my attention, and it's actually a very intriguing little piece of commodities news. London silver inventories are... Uh, dropping and uh, the the article on Bullion Star uses the word plummet uh, as si- the amount of silver held in London vaults is dropping. It's going down. Oh shit! Look at that chart. Yes, it's currently wow. since the since since 2022, it's just been doing nothing but drop all year, and it's currently at a point where the amount of silver in London. Uh, banks, actual physical silver is about the amount that is produced in a year. Why is it so low? Well, that's just it is. Why is it so low? So apparently India has been buying a ton for manufacturing. It's it's used to make solar panels. Yeah. Right. So India has been it's using a lot of things. Yeah, it's in a lot of things. But specifically, like the big buyer at the moment is India. They they mm-hmm. started they started purchasing silver. And the, the the crazy thing is, is, you know, there's a lot of silver ETFs mm-hmm. and they, they hold silver like in the London vaults, like SLV is the one I, you know, that's how I cut my teeth on options, trading SLV options. Um, yeah. They've got like tw- uh, 12,000 tons, 11,000 tons of silver. Mm-hmm. So the ETFs, like the more people buy into the ETFs, the more ETFs buy and hold the silver. Oh, and it it doesn't allow it to get into the market. Oh, so so silver dealers like the 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 market makers in silver, according to this article, are they try to control the price of silver to keep the ETF investing at the right rates to keep silver flowing to manufacturers, because if everybody buys up all the ETFs and the interest skyrockets, then we're just holding silver in, in vaults and we can't actually access it. And, and that doesn't, that doesn't like supply and demand would make that price go up. Right. But, uh, but if you can't actually get it and sell it, then what, what good's a high price? Well, you're going to have a hard time continuing to outflow it like that and keep the price depressed if you're running out. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. 
And in March 2021, the I don't remember it, specifically which stories we were talking about, but I remember talking about the London uh, Silver Exchange. Uh, they actually released bad data that overstated the amount of silver inventories they had by uh, 3,300 tons. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's a pretty big fuck up. So we've got physical silver demand just going crazy and uh, la- lots of silver leaving the vaults. And it's not showing up in New York vaults. It's it's going straight to manufacturing. Like this isn't being moved around. And the price isn't really moving. Nope. To reflect the demand on it either. That that's yeah because it's artificially being suppressed, kind of like the way the De Beers does with the diamond industry. Sounds like yeah, yeah. So you control the majority of the actual product, then you can dish it out as however you want and keep the price where you want. Yeah, it's it's very worth looking into. Um, I don't know. I got the impression that you that any savvy silver investor might be wanting to buy physical silver, not the ETF, right? Because you know ETF that can be much more easily manipulated because it's got shares involved in an auction, competitive auction. Whereas like the physical commodity that is silver, like that demand directly related to manufacturing, it's a lot harder to to keep Mm. that suppressed forever. Anyway, just my two cents, not advice. Well, we've talked uh, not too long ago about the gold to silver Mm -hmm. ratio being a near like historic lows or silver to gold ratio. I'm sorry. The amount of silver it takes to purchase an ounce of gold yeah thanks rich dad <laughs> so that kind of explains why it's so low yeah right sounds fishy to me all right is that our bet pick <laughs> silver <laughs> the price of physical <laughs> silver <SLV. laughs> it should be should be right hey you know you know whose heart is made of not silver but gold oh <laughs> who who could it be this time? You, Kyle. You. Ah, Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly affiliated with Kyle. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. <laughs> so we're thinking about making him permanent staff someday, but he's still on a trial basis. Yeah. Aw. You can't afford me. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, no, Kyle, of course. The wonderful Sue Pullen is the one with the heart of gold. Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor focusing on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of people purchase, refinance, even do amazing, awesome, totally, totally kick-ass reverse mortgages, as we know here in the shop. I will never besmirch them again. Sue will help. She's licensed in 30 states and maybe growing, maybe not. Reach out and ask her. 31. 31. God damn it. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, it was 31 last week. <laughs> well, why didn't I update it? Okay, 31. Why didn't I update I my know. script? Because I told you 30, and then it updated to 31 as I was telling you 30. <laughs> well, if you want to know how many states Sue can do a mortgage in, you're just going to have to reach out and give her a call at 520-977-7904 or send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com and that phone number 520-977-7904. And Two Bulls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro! Uh, Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Which, if you need the translation, what does that mean, Dan? You can trade like the big boys. <laughs> Better than the big boys, I'd say. Uh, they have got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no place that we've found that 
teaches you everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Sorry, there's no better place. Mm. Find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description as it's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills. And if you do join that Discord, we also have links for a 10% discount code. Just don't tell George's replacement. Any any word on that replacement yet, Kyle? I don't know, but I would guess Vico. He's probably been with them the longest and uh, the most active on the on their channels. Okay, okay. If I if I had a vote in it, I would vote for Vico. I I honestly I don't know who who else I would vote for. I cut all that out. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so that was a waste of time. Anyway, <laughs> you know what isn't a waste of time? Ah. <laughs> the inimitable Order Flow Labs. The very oh. wa- wonderful gentlemen, Flary, Leo, and Job over at Orderful Labs were kind enough to share their toolkit for trading futures on Sierra Chart, Ninja Trader, and MotiveWave with us. They have some amazing, amazing custom studies for structure and execution. You got five cell zones, exhaustion absorption detectors, reconstructed tape, liquidity zones, Job pivots, Job pinches. A lot of Job ones on there. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're constantly <laughs> testing and and uh, training. Like the the how to use their tools is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've I've not come across anybody doing it better. They just genuinely want to help. They're, and you know, if you if you want a taste of wh- whether or not you think they want to help, just listen to our Back to the Future series. Right. Uh, all of these guys really know their stuff, and and they're more than willing to share any knowledge they have. They're, they don't keep secrets over at OrderFlowLabs.com. Hey, Kyle, maybe we can pitch that to him as a new slogan. There's no secrets at orderflowlabs.com. I feel like that might be false advertisement. Anyway, if you're trading, <laughs> if you're trading futures, <laughs> check them out at orderflowlabs.com. All right, Kyle, is it time to talk about some stocks? Yes, please. Stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Setups it's still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying it's still not advice. Stop Take that, lawyers. <laughs> All right, what should we start with? Ooh. Um. Well, I feel like the big headline is Peloton. Oh. Okay. What they do now? Uh. Well, no. We got uh, we got Yellow Man and Team Mandalore responded to our shout out. Oh, oh, God, they did, too. Jesus. All right. We're going to dedicate a half hour to this? Yeah, at least, at least. <laughs> I will try and give you the, the clip notes. Uh, so, and by the way, thank you, Yellow Man of Team Mandalore. Uh, this is some great research you did. Package it all together uh, with some good insight, and I really appreciate it. Of course, the news story was we were asking about the, the departure of their one-time CEO and also chairman of the board, uh, John Foley, they ousted him as uh, CEO, and then now they just recently ousted him. He stepped down as chairman of the board. He's one of the founders, along with the other founder, Hasayo Kushi. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, chief legal officer. They're both gone. And we, we, we said, hey, it's Peloton, it's biking. You know, we, we caught some shit for not asking them, Team Mandalore. Please, please tell us more about these replacements. <laughs> Tell us more about these replacements. Well, let's start with Karen Boone. Who is she? And uh... Karen Boone is replacing John Foley as a chairman. Okay. And what's her deal? She is one of uh, the directors over at Sonos. Oh, that's one of my favorite companies. 
she's on the board of Sonos um, and several other private companies, including uh, Tory Birch, Cliff Bar. You might have heard of Cliff Bar, mm-hmm. uh, Collective Health, and you may have heard of this company, Rivian Automotive. None of these ones are doing all that well right now. Hello? <laughs> Come on, Rivian is like the the main. Like, if I mention electric vehicles, people think Rivian, right? No, <laughs> no, but I am starting to see them out in town, at least. Really? Whereas I wasn't before. Yeah, I actually saw you... a truck driving around the other day. No shit, that's more than I've seen. Actually, the stock doesn't look terrible on Rivian. It's not the worst truck I've ever seen anymore. It actually, <laughs> looks like it's got a nice rounding bottom. A lot of buy came in that's today. All right, hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about the other one? The uh, the the new legal. Uh, Tammy Albaran is a Harvard Harvard educated lawyer. Uh, she's uh, the deputy general counsel over at Uber as well. As now taking on Peloton. Yeah. Really? How long was she with Uber? Uh, since a twenty eighteen, so four years. Okay, so she wasn't there when Uber had their big hack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that that she wasn't one of the hackers because I don't know. No, no, but she joined in. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. This is kind of interesting. So she says that she also worked, uh, was a partner in the white collar and investigations and anti-corruption practice groups at Covington and Burling LLP. Mm. While at Covington, she handled pressing and sensitive government and internal investigations and litigation for clients. Um, so I wonder if she, how did she get that job with Uber going from, from this group? I wonder if it has anything to do with the, the 2016 hack. I mean, I want, I want to speculate and say what, what was she was part of the hack and this was part of her payoff. Well, this is talking a lot about, uh, working with, uh, prosecutors in this case from this thing. Um, uh, their CEO just recently testified about why he fired the, the guy that, they blame for covering everything up, mm. which is another funny story in and of itself. Yeah. John, Joe Sullivan, I think is the guy's name. Um, <laughs> when he got fired, uh, they, okay. Cause during the time of this, there were negotiations with SoftBank uh, for uh, um, capital and our uh, uh, investment deal. They didn't want to disclose the hack and there uh, there was a big delay and they told the prosecutors that the delay was because they didn't know if they needed to to disclose this information to somebody getting ready to inject nine billion dollars into the company (laughs) well we weren't really sure we had to let people know what happened so the soft bank got word of it and they demanded the details like what you'd expect from somebody who knows how to do uh, due diligence yeah they should have been doing the royal bank of scotland they wouldn't have cared I know. That's what I was immediately thinking. I was like, okay, it looks like some people do actually do due diligence these days. We're going to put $9 billion into a company. Maybe we should figure out uh, you know, what, what the company's doing. Now we might need Yellow Man to follow up on this and see if see if uh, this this uh, the replacement was in any way involved in the litigation against them. Right. For this. I mean, it's pure speculation, but it, it sounds like she was. I, I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing in this that that says to me that this is true. No, it's just uh, an interesting coincidence. Is all I can really say. But this show is just one long editorial, and you can say whatever the fuck you want in an editorial. Oh, I can. 
Oh. And I am openly questioning whether or not this prosecutor was paid off with the job because we know that's how the business world works. <laughs> I am openly speculating. Speculation. Yes. <laughs> so um, thank you, Yellow Man, uh, yeah. our new lead investigative reporter here in the shop. We'll be excited to, to, to have you get to the bottom of the, the business in Peloton. You send, it, send him another shirt, Kyle. Oh, right. <laughs> pay, pay him off. <laughs> So what does it all mean? Uh, I got Yellow Man's comments on here. This is not advice and also only for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of the same is what, what is uh, homework suggests. Oh, yeah. Peloton is just an old boys club. Like everybody coming in and out of it have been on a board, the boards of, of other companies. None of them that I see that like, make me think like, oh, shit, that's a good get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get that hot shot over that started Theranos. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> oh God! No, they got uh, Rivian. <laughs> oh, all right, Kyle. Uh, uh, what uh, what uh, what stories you got for us? So well, I already talked about my Uber story because that just kind of popped up. Um, I did see that Tesla has one less bear after somebody finally uh, changed their their rating from hold uh, to, to hold from underperform. Mm, nice. Uh, Let's see. Who is this group? Needham? Needham. Yeah. Needham. They believe the stock is fairly priced. Do not see a catalyst for underperformance in the near term. Uh, in fact, they see several potential catalysts that could drive the stock higher. Wow. Wow. Positive potential catalysts, renewal of tax credit eligibility under the Inflation Reduction Act, potential upgrade of Tesla's credit rating to investment grade status by the end of the year. First deliveries of the Cybertruck in 23, expansion of the EV charging network and improved utilization and gross margin improvement driven by 4680 cells. Yeah. So everything looks rosy for Tesla. There's no bad news. I love it when uh, the analyst rating is like, yep, that's a fair price. Right. Done. <laughs> Shut the auction yeah, the, down. Right. I think the auction determines what's fair price but you know that's just <laughs> semantics well isn't that isn't that what a hold is 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 an analyst saying like yep auction auction's done it did its job right that's fair success this is right where it should be right where it should be where it is that's where it should be yeah it's very zen of them yeah what do you got i actually have a story about tesla uh, a guy in canada said after his battery died uh, his, uh, he's now locked out of the car. Oh, Jesus. And <laughs> Tesla said that they won't give him any help until he buys a new battery for $26,000. Oh, I mean like locked out, like the computer's locked up. Like he can't even. Yeah. Yeah. He can't even get inside the car to get, he had to go to the motor vehicle to get new paperwork for it to try and sell it. And then what happened? Uh, the the guy got contacted Transport Canada, I guess one of the government agencies, and they're investigating the car. No, I mean, why are they saying he needs to change out the batteries is, is the question, I guess. Like, is it a danger? Is it ready to burst into flames at any minute? Or is it uh, just Tesla trying to get more money out of somebody? They, they didn't say, it didn't say anything about there being any danger. Yeah, it just said... Uh, the cars he purchased the car in 2013 and models from 2013 2014 have issues with fluid from the air conditioning system leaking on the battery that uh, yeah that's definitely sounds like a, a safety issue 
Tesla won't give him any explanation of why his battery died. They, they, for a bit, they had given, given him Uber credits mm-hmm. while they were servicing the vehicle, but they, they canceled those. He, he, the, the, this Canadian man further went on to say that when he was getting his vehicle service, the battery was not checked. Hmm. And, uh, he claims that they have no incentive to do so. So, uh, now that his car is a year outside the warranty period. Now that it shows up. And he's like, I want to sell the car. Yeah, he 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 couldn't even get in. So he had to buy, get new paperwork to try and, and sell it. Wow. Um, he was able to sell it, though. But the, the new owner had to take the car apart from the front bumper and try and charge it to, to get it out of his <laughs> fucking driveway. <laughs> yeah. 22, he bought it in 13. That makes it, what, uh, nine years old? Nine years. About how long you'd expect one of those batteries to last? In Norway, apparently, there's a group of owners that went on a hunger strike in an effort to get Elon Musk's attention about the problems they have with the Teslas over in Norway. <laughs> Jesus. We could talk about Elon all day. Let's, uh, That's true. Do we have anything else? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. A fucking feel-good story for the ages. Micron has broken ground on a $15 billion U.S. chip plant. Oh, nice. It's about time. Yeah. The, uh, and we had the Chips and Science Act that mm-hmm. Biden signed. Uh, actually put forth $52 billion to support homegrown semiconductor manufacturing. So uh, Micron's making this $15 billion factory. Intel just broke ground on a $20 billion factory in Ohio. So, you know, if, if you pay com- America, if you pay manufacturers enough, yeah, they'll build factories. This is good, though. <laughs> this is something we need. We need semiconductor production in the States. It's true. Uh, Micron makes about 10% of their chips here in the States. Mm-hmm. When this factory is up and running in 2025 Boise, in, Boise, in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. it's going to make about uh, uh, 40% of their chips will be making be made in U.S. plants. So their, their new plant was going to triple the production capability of their current nice. facilities in the, in the States. Uh, 2025, it looks like, right? Yes, 2025. Awesome. Yeah, that's and that's important because everything needs semiconductors now. Everything. <laughs> yeah, we learned that. <laughs> learned that over the COVID. Kind of important thing. Like, yeah, we can't even build an automobile anymore without them. Right. What's Micron been looking lately anyway? Uh, ticker MU, uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> really? Tech, tech's not doing hot? <laughs> no. It's at an interesting level right oh, here yeah. at 52, though. It is. That is, uh, last year's point of control is $50. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, got a big volume profile ledge at 51. They've had solid earnings, it looks like, every time they've reported. And they've been raising, rising, too, which is another good sign. Oh, and they got earnings coming up at the, the end of the month. It might be worth swinging some lottos on them. Good one to keep an eye out for, huh? Yeah, I'll wait till after FOMC, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let this finish. Yeah. Let the market finish selling off. Ugh. Right. All right. All right. Should we talk about some crypto? Yeah, I think so. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. All right.
right. I know you got the big story this week. Uh, I want to just quickly talk about uh, the founder of uh, Luna, Duquan, one of our favorite uh, mm-hmm. personalities. Oh, our old buddy. Yeah. Uh, South Korea has just issued an arrest warrant for him uh, over the last week. <laughs> no. Uh, no, not Duquan. Yeah. What would they have to arrest him for? <laughs> Even though his whereabouts remain unknown, he's still visible on Twitter. He's been posting apologies and promising comebacks. So Duquan, you say, in trouble, what, would he, what could he possibly have done wrong? Well, obviously, he's, it's having to do with the collapse of the Terra and uh Okay, he's been accused of stock exchange violations and fraud. Mm, okay. okay. His whereabouts are unknown, but he's still popping up on Twitter, posting apologies and even promising a uh, triumphant comeback. Nice. Nice. Is he is he hiding out in Jack Ma's basement? Uh, no. <laughs> no, they think he's hiding in Singapore because he has offices there, uh, and Singapore does not have an extradition treaty with South Korea. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, every good fraudster knows where to run. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, something else big happened this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle, Mm -hmm. you're finally going to be able to afford a GPU. I hope so. Uh, The the merge happened. Ethereum finally merged to their proof of stake concept instead of proof of work. You know, we we have covered in, in the past. So there's for Ethereum, there's no more mining. Uh, it's now pay to play. Yeah, I'm not sure that makes it better though. <laughs> I don't think so either. What's the minimum requirement now to to be able to like even earn anything? Thirty two Ethereum. So about fifty two grand. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you know, any mom and pop can. Yeah. Not like not like I could use my computer to mine Ethereum successfully. Right. Well, at least I guess it gets it away from using shitloads of electricity. Yes, it's now using 99.5% less electricity. <laughs> so then that was honestly one of uh, the big complaints against crypto was like, you're generating all this electricity for nothing. Yeah, Ethereum was using about 62 million terawatt hours Oof. a year, Good which is Lord. about what Switzerland uses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bitcoin is closer to what Argentina uses at 150 terawatt hours. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just insane amounts of power. Uh, yeah, so it's good to get rid of that, but it is more of a pay to play now. Uh, the, the other, the other big headline about it, uh, I should say the the other big takeaway, they're issuing less Ethereum per day. Like they used to give mining rewards of about 13,000 Ethereum a day. And now rewards for staking are about 1600 Ethereum per day. Do you see this bit in here about slashing? No, what's slashing? So if... It's a uh, validators can have their stake as their staked ether burned and their network access revoked if they're found to have acted maliciously. Oh, yeah, that was not in the article I read. Yeah. So if you attack the network and it's provable, then you just lose everything. Hey, that kind of deflation will be good for all the other Ethereum holders. Uh, right. But hopefully they don't make a mistake. <laughs> you make a mistake. We, we delete you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, hopefully the people in charge of deciding who made the attacks doesn't right like i i make the attack and and you get blamed for it exactly it's like yeah fuck you your money's gone wait well what did i do i'm just sitting here (laughs) is that what bane did to bruce wayne in that batman movie good question i don't know didn't see it (laughs) oh you didn't oh well it's gonna be very relevant (laughs) aside kyle in the movie the villains break into the stock exchange and and bane puts puts a bunch of trades into the computer and bankrupts bruce wayne and the stock exchange goes with it. 
He does it at gunpoint. Wow. Fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they couldn't just wipe out that digital. Yeah. And like a week later, they're like packing up Wayne Manor. Like he's got to sell his couch and shit. It's like, come on. Right. That's not how this works. See why I love comic book movies. Stupid comic book movies. Can't even get stock trading right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so uh, anything else with this merge then? Anything else we should be paying attention to? Um, I mean, I don't think that other than the fact that nobody wants GPUs anymore. At least Ethereum people don't. Curious, I guess it's in. I wonder if Bitcoin's ever going to follow suit. No clue. No clue. I don't even know how, who governs Bitcoin. Uh, I know, right? The, the anonymous creator. You know, the, there are details. Like, you can follow the link to the article if you want the details on how new blockchains are added but you know mm-hmm. the, with the the merge and the new system the rules are slightly changed but the gist of it is like you got to have 32 ethereum now to be able to earn ethereum you can still buy and trade right. it you know buy and sell it trade it but if you want to be creating you know if you want your money to be growing with uh, with new coins then you've got to stake 32 i guess maybe you could join a pool oh well, i wonder if you could do that yeah that would make sense but it's just a lottery, basically, now, based on whatever your percentages are, <laughs> whoever actually gets issued. Yes, yes. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like it or not. You know what I do know. What's that? Oh, God damn it! You're right dead, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you don't have to do it twice. Ah, uh, well, the first one was for your chest. The second one was for your dick. <laughs> right in the balls. <laughs> Who shoots somebody in the balls? Come on now. All right. Do I have to go first, then? Yeah. All right. Uh, my good is that my bad days are getting less bad. Hey. Also, my decision making, I think, is improving when I'm uh, having a bad day. Yeah. Like a, a bad day for me is like to lose 20 points, not like, you know, half of my account. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. Uh, I think we all have. Yeah, definitely done that. Uh, so that, that is something positive I think I can take away. I had a tougher week this week trading. I think I ended up wiping out. I think the Thursday ended up wiping out my gains that I had on the week. And then Friday just put me in a hole. Oof. But still overall positive since I switched live. So I can take I can take that uh, as a win, I think. Yeah. Okay. That was your good. So that was your that was your good. Your your, your losses, your days you're losing, you lose left. You can always find a good in something, can't you? Right? Well, you have to if you want to stay sane in this game. I uh, know shit. Uh, my good was I started, uh, you know, getting back into the swing. Uh, I actually had a couple of days where I woke up before the market started and and did a did a little bit of prep. Uh, and but especially, it's using started using the log that you put together. It's very amazing. Mm-hmm. It's in a spreadsheet in a Google Doc where I can log my trades and it auto generates all these charts. Yeah, once I can get the, I need to get that converted over for an options version, and then we'll probably put that up in the, uh, uh, in the shop. Yeah, or just join the Discord because it's probably posted in there somewhere. Yeah, you probably already posted it. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I pinned it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was a really good tool, and I started using it. And uh, even with the trades, the trades I didn't want to log because I was embarrassed. When I was having uh, struggles this week, one thing that really helped was to be able to pull up that P and L curve and look at everything since uh, the Back to the Futures recordings mm-hmm. basically started and then see the progress that I've made. Like, what, what's the saying? When in doubt, zoom it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that for myself, too. Like, oh, okay. It's not so bad. This is just a little drawdown period. Yeah. I'll get back on track and, and 
back at it again Monday when we're clear-headed and fresh with the new lessons we just paid for. Yeah. I mean, I already have data on whether or not my flattening skills are are helping or hurting. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can look at my trades this week, and I went I, I went flat on three of them by moving my stop. Mm-hmm. And I can already see that two of those saved me from a full stop. One prevented me from ta- a full take profit. Oh, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. if I, if I do the math there, uh, I, you know, I would have lost money. Mm-hmm. If I look, if I look at all those three flat ones and say, well, if I didn't move my stops, I'd have less, less money at the end of the week. I would say you probably want to see more, a bigger sample size, but yeah. If you're not journaling and logging, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. So what was your bad? Oh shit. I'm sure it was something not good. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, I've been relying too much on breakout trades lately. Mm. Uh, I feel like confidence in my other setups is uh, at a low right now. So I've been forcing too many of those because I, I think I just got overconfident on them because they worked so well last week. Oh. That collecting my other setups when I should have been trying to take everything that you know I know works yeah, or that I have data that shows it works instead of just focusing too much on these on one setup and trying to force it when it's not there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, my bad was also had to do with breakouts uh, because I, I didn't have a different take profit and stop loss plan for a breakout. Ah, so one yep. of my big losses this week was a breakout that would have been a win uh, if, I'd, if I'd had that in mind. I mean. Right. Yeah, you got to be a lot quicker to take profits on breakouts. A lot quicker and a lot quicker to cut. Yep. Um, and I and I didn't. I was doing it with the same stops I used for pullbacks, and that was bad. Mm-hmm. That was bad. But I, you know, I got really frustrated and really emotional about it, and I immediately stopped trading for that day. Ah, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. It's Thursday. You were there. Mm, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and it sucks because it was like it's been a while since I've really gotten back in the groove and woken up early. Right. I wake up so early to get my prep work done. I did it all. And then like in the first 10 minutes, I'm just like, fucking A, God damn it. Gotta leave. Can't trade anymore today. <laughs> I mean, I could have traded later in the day, but you know, I got, got mm-hmm. into doing other stuff. But yeah, that was, this, that was my, my bad, but I tried to get some good out of it. But I, I, I have, I have taken it into account and I have a, a plan for breakouts that is different. Mm-hmm. So from here, going forward, I should be able to, to do some break breakouts successfully. All uh, right. What about uglies? Ooh, I like to bump them. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to take the same trade like three times in a row mm. after it kept failing. And that was when I decided my day was over. I look back on that and say like, why did I take this trade after it failed here? I took it again. And then I took it again. Oof. Like, what am I thinking? So that is ugly. Yeah. Trying to pound the same square peg into a round hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's ugly. Yeah. I felt like one of those kids with the, you know, the shapes that you're supposed to like put into the, like you got a star and a circle, right. a square. I felt like, I felt like the guy's an idiocracy trying to like solve that for the IQ test. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it should fit. It should fit. Give me a hammer. <laughs> what was your ugly? Oh, my ugly was Friday. I woke up and I did all my analysis and I was actually, and I actually posted on the discord. Uh, I, and I will quote, um, the spy was pushed down and out of balance box overnight in pre-market. Not, not anywhere near my levels. So unless the bears push down to test 30, 381.50, I won't be making any trades today. 
<laughs> I need to wait for a new box to form or for price to get back into the box above mm-hmm. or test the box below. Kyle, what do you think I did? Uh, probably not that. <laughs> not that at all. I, uh, I, uh, I, the opposite. I kept, th- yeah, I did, I kept, I did, made three trades today and the best I did was, was to flatten one of them. <laughs> had a not lost. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was ugly because I mean, if I'd stuck to my own goddamn plan, right. I would have been fine. I would have been just fine. Those are the worst days when you have it written down yeah. and it, it does exactly what you wrote down, but you either didn't act on it or you did the opposite of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I just need to sit out cause it's, it's nowhere near any of my levels. Oh wait, what's that over there? Oh hey, there's some. I can I can pull these volume profile ledges from weeks ago. <laughs> Maybe I'll trade those. Somebody say trade? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, been there. I think we all have. Well, all I can do is n- not make that mistake again. All right, let's try to not make a mistake here and see if we can close out the month with random. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm going to be gone next week, so we'll be doing two week bet. Yep. All right. All right, Kyle, I feel like uh, like I, I've lost the golden touch. All right, well, I have two that kind of caught my eye, and they're going to both look, they're both long, so I don't know how you're going to feel about this. It's not double down on Rocket Labs, is it? No, 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 no. Because that's my only suggestion. Uh, Micron looks kind of interesting. Um, yeah. IBM, I thought, looked really interesting. IBM? IBM. International business machines? Big blue. Are they still part of uh, ChangeBridge's short? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. But I like this 124 support that they just bounced off of. I love the volume that came in on Friday. Nice big green candle too. Right. It's kissing on the long, uh, on a trend line that I had drawn from back on basically the COVID lows. Wow. Uh, let's see. The other suggestion was Facebook meta just dipped out of a massive support. Okay. Yeah, they just dipped below uh, 155, which is kind of a big deal for them too. So a short on them might be appealing also. Although they are coming up to their pre-COVID lows, and I kind of want to long it there too, if I'm being honest. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're you're actually suggesting we long meta. I mean, only kind of suggesting? Get the hell out of the shop! You get out! (laughs) Uh, The other one that looked pretty good was Apple. Apple just bounced off a 150. uh, Big volume, long tail on the the candle, on the daily. You're just, you're saying tech. You want to go long tech? Can we just go long NASDAQ? Well... What's the tech sector on the spider fund? We could just do that. Was it XLK? No, I actually like IBM. You do too? I do. I'm not crazy? You're not crazy. I'm looking at the chart on the daily. I'll tell you, not only do I like that Friday volume, but my uh, trading view discount liquidity zones, mm-hmm. Thursday, it hit uh, Tuesday and Thursday, both on the daily. And Friday completely undid 
all of that selling uh, from Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it almost closed. It closed right at the top of that candle, even right at the top of the Thursday candle. Um, I like that. I like that reactive buying. You know, I know. All right, so where where's our stop at then? Probably one one twenty three, one twenty three half. Stop loss one twenty three half. Where where should we do take profit? I was just thinking we just go with the two hundred day moving average, which is right now it's at about one thirty two, which I got a really nice uh, resistance line there that I'd be eyeing for it to retest. I will yield to your judgment. It's your baby. All right, that's TP one fifty percent one thirty two, and the stops to break even. And then the second to take profit. 135. Uh, just let it ride. Just see where it closes on the week. All right. And we need a random. Interdigital. IDCC. Okay. Interdigital Incorporated. NASDAQ. Oof. That Ooh. 30, that sell-off. All right. Well, good. Hopefully the sell-off continues, but, you know, it looks like it's another tech company, telecommunications. That also had some really strong buying today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. Oh, random. Everybody's scooping up the dip on tech. Yeah, Random's got a shot. <laughs> Random always has a shot. Well, I, what I don't like is when they're paired together like this. Like, odds are that it, one goes up, they're both going up. Oh, well, at least then we should be fine. All right, folks, there you have it. We're going long on IBM. Random's got interdigital IDCC. Stay tuned. Next week we'll be back. Oh, no. Next week we'll be back with uh, uh, the roundtable. Roundtable Square Traders. Yes, that's right. But two weeks from now we'll uh, we'll be letting you know how we did on the bet. IBM for two weeks. Okay, I'm feeling better about that IBM bet. Plus there'll be plenty of other stuff in between now and then. There'll be news updates, guest interviews. We got you guys covered. No, it's going to be total radio silence. No, we could never do that. (laughs) Never do that. Yeah, we got a lot coming out between now and then. Yeah. Uh, So sit tight, stay tuned. Thanks for sticking around the end. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, to crow about us to all your friends and how much you love us or hate us. You know, as long as you're talking about us, uh, I know our egos will be uh, just just fine. We love crow. Crow's crow's eggs are very nutritious. (laughs) Fight milk. All right. Uh, (laughs) Folks, until next time, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.